Hey guys, this is Mookie from Even More About Nothing, and we just want to share a quick word from our sponsors. Jouet.co is an awesome website that sells fashionable, comfortable gaming clothing for nerds, geeks, and everyone into that kind of stuff. If you want to check out their awesome clothes from brands like FIFA, Final Fantasy, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon Go, check out the website Jouet.co. That's J-O-U-E dot C-O. Welcome back, guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts, Rafiki. <laughs> What's our? That's Migos. Yeah, but aren't you supposed to roll your R's? No. It's not a flat R's. Nah, see, that's takeoff's one. That t- takeoff does it. Takeoff, what? Go ahead and take off. 24 7 no day off. We in the ball like playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say God. She says, God, God, God. It's not designing, there's a difference. What's up? Hi, I'm Mookie. I'm the other host. Sometimes, every once in a while, I show up. But the real host of the show is here. Hey, guys. How's it going? We're it's live. He, uh, he, he went to the lovely, lovely state of Illinois, I think. Yeah, I was in Chicago. I actually just got back today in time to see Chance win his first Grammy, everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's about time. Clap it up. Do it for China from 79th. Uh, I believe whenever he first found out he was nominated, he tweeted out, this isn't just for me. This is for all the SoundCloud artists out there. Now, I just want to clarify, not all SoundCloud artists deserve that. There are very few exceptions. You know who's another SoundCloud artist that got popping out here? Who? Hamburger Helper. False. (laughs) Actually, listen to that (laughs) mixtape. Listen to that mixtape. It dropped on, what, April 1st last year? Yeah, it's called called Wash the Stove. Listen, that that, 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 that tape is fire. No, but Lil Yachty. Lil Yachty. Lil Boat. Lil Boat? Lil Boat is a SoundCloud artist. What? Got popping off SoundCloud. How? Uh, Coach from Atlanta. So if you don't know anything about Atlanta hip hop, Coach basically runs slash manages Migos and all of QC Records. And if you didn't know, uh, Lil Boat is signed to QC, Quality Control Music. Um, that's why they all beefing with Soldier Boy. That's why Soldier Boy ain't good in the hood no more. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen. I listen. To, so I listen. I listen to Kiss Me Through the Phone, not by choice or not today. <laughs> So, yeah, he is not getting the hood anymore. Well, Anyways, we have some special guests today. Uh, so, guests, introduce yourselves. Here's Johnny! <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah, it's uh, John again. Because now we're on an actual uh, multiple of five episodes. So, yeah. That's how math works. You get five, John appears. <laughs> it's kind of like Bat Signal, Batman. Five, John. That's how that is that it's it's is close to that. We've 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 missed it a little on, bit. Hold on, let's, is that why you feel statistics? Oh, listen, uh, listen. I'm producing and I'm begging for help. I'm about to start paying for that. Listen, if you know anything about statistics, hit me on Instagram right now because I need help. Mookie eight thirty three. Facts. Uh, no, seriously, if you know anything about statistics, hit my boy up. Now with three. Blank, blank, blank. Blank, 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 blank. Statistics is the devil. Uh, help. Um, moving on. The Honorable. Uh, it's Phil over here. No, 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 it's, no. it's Rev. It's Rev. Rev Phil. The Honorable <laughs> Rev is joining us again. Uh, <laughs> Facebook on Snapchat, the Rev Phil. Yeah. And last but definitely not least, it's Brian again. There you go. It's only been a couple weeks. Only been a couple weeks. Hold on. See? So if John gets to be Batman, 
And Phil is Rev. We need a nickname for him, Brian. You're not wrong. Uh, we gotta figure that I'll out. I'll leave that up to you guys. I, and I'm pretty sure you don't want to be Robin at this point. I just no. saw. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw two like back to back assassin movies. Like I saw the the accountant, and then I saw John Wick two, which is really good. Like John Wick two is a, like I had to, like, good. I, I had to so pause good. a couple times, and I'm just like, listen. First of all, after watching the Batman, the accountant, and John Wick. I am now officially scared of sharp pencils. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you fail statistics. <laughs> I do all my math homework with a pen now. <laughs> Not kidding. I do all my math homework with a pen because I've seen sharp pencils do Ballpoint some pen. damage. Huh? Ballpoint pen? Of course. Yeah. Only. It's yeah. the Bic. You got to get the Bic. Yeah. The pack of 24 yeah. Walmart for 9 like, you know, Pens can be pretty sharp too. Right, well, look. Sharp pencils. <laughs> Sharp pencils and newspapers. Like, newspapers in the hands of Jason Bourne. Lethal weapon. A newspaper. Anyway. Um, back to back on the cover, like Lethal Weapon. How long until we see a movie where somebody kills somebody with an action figure? Uh, I think that one's already happened in one of the Bourne movies. Oh, okay then. But no, Mission Impossible. It was Mission Impossible. He stuffed a toy in his mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he stuffed the toy in his mouth and punched him in the throat. And he bit down on the toy. The man died. I never felt so bad for Action Man in my life. <laughs> anyway, before we start talking about our... We're in, this, is, this, is, this is a podcast about nothing. Which we now kind of sort of realize we kind of accidentally may have stolen from Seinfeld. <laughs> we never really realized. Huh? The I thought whole you guys knew it was Seinfeld was like the first thing to nope. do about nothing before like Wale. That's what Wale got to do. It all makes sense. <laughs> like it that's why Seinfeld is like on the album. Listen, I was watching. I knew I knew about the Seinfeld thing because he did like the whole uh, mixtape about nothing. Yeah. But I never actually seen the episode where the where well, Seinfeld well, talks about right. it's a show about nothing yeah. until about like three days ago, and it was like. We should, we should do an NBC. Like an NBC exec comes up to Jerry Seinfeld in the episode and says, Hey, Jerry, we would like you. We want you to do a show. And he can't come up with a show idea. And Costanza's like, That's the show. I was like, What's the show? Nothing. It's a show about what? Nothing. It's a show about nothing? Exactly. So what happens in the show? Nothing. So who watches the show? Everybody. Why? Because it's about nothing. So what's the show? Nothing. <laughs> um, so basically, it's a podcast about nothing. Uh, we're not trying to get sued, so we might change that. <laughs> or we might not. Nah, who knows? Jerry Seinfeld's worth $820 million, so we definitely cares about our little podcast. Yours is entitled Even More About Nothing. Facts. Can't sue. Bars. Dropping yeah. bars. That's got to be math stats. <laughs> I think so. Or if you're... Let me stop. Let me not go there. I was going to say it's fake news, but... Let that slide right out. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Alternative names. Let's go. Um. So on this week's podcast, we're uh, a lot, a lot lighter than last week. Last week was very heavy. And I want to take this uh, opportunity to correct myself. I may have thrown out some numbers last week, and I incorrectly um, listed some store-specific numbers. I apologized on the page, and I want to formally apologize on the podcast. I wasn't, like, directly, intentionally trying to mislead people. I just got I got fired up, and I was really passionate, and my mind starts working faster than my mind can speak. My mouth, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, uh, ADD, is a, ADD is a hell of a drug. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a true thing. No, but my mind gets going and my mouth can't keep up, so I just kind of rattled off some numbers. Um, but if you guys want accurate numbers, I can still find those. Um, but moving on from that, we saw an article that said um, certain game companies... No game company was listed in the article, but we could take a giant guess at which one it is. Certain game companies are trying to sell, well, certain retail chains are trying to sell physical copies of games three to two weeks early of the game being released, so that way people can pick up their physical copies, preload the game, but the game wouldn't go live until the actual release date. Um... I don't think any single publisher is going to go through with this. I think this is stupidity at its highest level because somebody in Germany is going to figure out how to crack the code and the game's going to go live. Um, we already have Bethesda not sending out early review copies just because they want... Um, I watched a couple interviews with Pete Hines this week, um, particularly the one that uh, influenced me the most or the one that kind of got me on Bethesda's boat um, the most was the interview he did with Greg Miller from Kind of Funny and where he said the reason they don't send out review copies is because you send out 100 review copies and one guy plays the game for 10 hours, doesn't beat the game, gives the score a 10 out of 10. You have one guy who plays the game for one hour, throws it under the couch, gives the game a 1 out of 10. And you have a guy who plays the game for 100 hours, beats the game 100 completely, gives it a 10 out of 10. But you kind of get these wide range of scores and you never know who to really trust. And so the reason they send out um, copies, this like, they send out copies to review companies and Twitch streamers um, just a couple of days before, but they're not allowed to review it or stream it until the game is actually physically released. It's because in Pete Hines' and Bethesda's mindset, they want everyone to get a fair chance at the game. And um, they've done it with Doom. They did it with Dishonored. Um, it's, I'm going to assume they're going to do it with the rest of their properties. Um, and it makes sense. So the, the, the idea that certain retail companies want to let people go home with physical copies two to three weeks early just doesn't make sense to me. That don't work? They don't work. They're just... They, you could Why would I do that? You would pre-install it, and it would sit at your house for three weeks until the game is read at least digitally. Again, why would I do that? I mean, pre oh, I get pre-orders. Totally get pre-orders. I get why stores love pre-orders. I get why game makers love pre-orders. And I even, like conceptually pre-orders i mean budgets are real so it hasn't happened much but a pre-order cool fine you make sure you got your copy of the game maybe you get a fun little doodad in the game everybody has some more solid numbers ahead of time that makes sense but you so i just you would i, I understand i guess i understand how this mechanism works i don't understand why for the consumer why you would do it. And I think it sounds like enough game publishers are savvy enough that they're going to ask that same question. I understand, pardon me, why the retail companies think it's an awesome idea because it means they can push more product. Maybe they think they can push more product. But again, why? And I why would I do that? And again, like coming from the other side of the desk, um, 
well, no longer on the other side of the desk, but that just creates more problems for employees. Now employee got to explain to Grandma Ethel who comes into GameStop. Oh, is this game released yet? Well, technically, no. You can buy it right now and take it home and install it, but you have to wait three weeks till it plays. Hello? Does not make sense? It doesn't right. make sense to anybody. Like, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is, I don't think so anybody's going to go through You get this. a lot of people saying, why would I buy the product if I can't play it now? Right. I mean, it... I want if if I get a game, I want the game to work. Like because to me that sounds like it's one where you're gonna have to like be connected to the internet all the time anyway. I'm like at, at, at some point you're gonna have to connect to the inter- internet to verify your copy. Again, it just doesn't make sense. It just, especially like physical medium is kind of a thing where you put it in and you, you put, turn the system on, you put the disc in, it plays. That's kind of like the benefit of having a console in the first place. Right. It was initially, but like games um, are moving more in the digital space. I think we purchased six or seven games digitally last year. Yeah. I will probably purchase. I mean, we've um, already a got more. a lot more this year. We're, I think we're already up to three games purchased digitally this year. Yeah. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, and it's on. And Not like, to mention buying digitally the free games from the PlayStation Network automatically. I'm like, I might not play it, but it looks interesting, and it's free. And that's the thing. Right. Like, and in summer, it's like during the, the dry spells, we, and we've talked men, multiple times about how the gaming cycle goes. During the summers, if you're not working on a backlog game, those PlayStation games come in handy. Like, I yeah. remember playing, uh, what was it? A zombie game that I, Wasteland 2, was free. I picked it up, and I was like, wait, this game is really good. Come to find I, I missed out because last month was Little Big Planet three. Yeah, for free. Hurts, hurts a little bit. But yeah, um, I just think that's really, really dumb. I don't think any publishers are gonna go for that. I really hope they don't go for that because you know, I think that just creates more problems for customers who aren't very game savvy, and I think it just creates more of a conflict between the employees, the frontline people, um, and corporate. Because frontline people are the one who's gonna have to take the backlash when somebody takes a game a game home they spent sixty bucks with sixty bucks on, and then they have to sit down and explain to him, well, you have to wait three weeks. Well, why did you tell me to buy this game? It's not out yet. Well, it is out, but it doesn't work, sir. It works, but it's gonna not work for three weeks. So you told me to buy sixty dollars, spend sixty dollars on this game that's not gonna work for three weeks. Do yeah. you imagine the backlash? And once you buy it, you're not gonna be able to return it. You can't get your sixty bucks back. So. Yeah, can you imagine the backlash from customers who aren't game savvy to understand? You have I think to wait even three weeks. I could even see game, like, there's the non completely non game savvy customers. There's the like, and then the like casual, and then like the mid mod, moderately savvy. Yeah. I don't know what term. Like the really hardcore gamers could probably follow the whole. Well, it's out, but it's not out, and this is the date you get the physical, and this is the date it's activated. But like. I may not be... I, I would count myself somewhere between casual to, like, moderate gaming. I would get confused by this system. Or the only way I could potentially see this work is to maybe deal with digital sales is give it out the day before, allow people to pick it up, and then it activates at midnight. I think a, a few more people will understand that. Day of, rough. even. Day of. Like, you come into the store 10 a.m., you pick up your copy, hey, the game doesn't go live till midnight, or... Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like yes. I've seen something like that happen, like even with like a digital download where you could download the install files and whatnot, and like a same day or a twenty-four to forty-eight hour period for that kind of makes sense. Because then, like, say it's a PC game, you get it installed. Oh, tweak this, that. You know, it does enough where you can like 
you know, like PC games or any games, you do the thing where it's like, adjust your brightness until you barely see the logo, blah, 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 and all that. You know, that's that's one thing, like you said, but like multiple weeks ahead of time? I mean, and again, like, you have to understand the difference between digital um, and physical is like digital media is kind of targeted at the most hardcore, like people who are on the bleeding edge. I was contemplating dropping an unspecified amount of money on the digital deluxe edition of Mass Effect Andromeda because I know I'm going to play that game for the rest of the year. Mass Effect sits among the upper echelon of games as far as I'm concerned. I am already, I've already pre-ordered the McFarlane figure. I've already pre-ordered the Mako. It's, it's been in the budget since the game was announced last Omni year. Omniblade? Hmm? You, you get the Omniblade? You get the Omniblade? I got the Omniblade um, Alex Ryder figure from McFarlane that, Toys. That, that did just drop the Omniblade? Yeah, yeah, I've got the Omniblade. I've got the Mako pre-ordered. I've got two of the, I've got two of the five McFarlane figures pre-ordered. One of the dates just got announced. I think it's August 29th, which I'm fine with. Like it's a, it's a very, it's very, very, very high quality collector's edition. Like it's, a, it's a collector's edition figure. It's not a toy. It's not a posable thing. It's very. I think it's high polyurethane. I think so. Mm-hmm. It's not even like PVC. I think it's like, like a high quality polyurethane. Like mold that they use to make the figure it's almost glass like like i've heard the arm because like you could tell like the figure itself is plastic but Mm -hmm. the armor on the figure is almost glass like i don't know if this is exactly true because you know rumors on reddit could be whatever but mcfarlane mcfarlane todd mcfarlane is known as making some of the highest quality toys in the toy business period he's kind of the godfather of toys um so I, I know I'm gonna play this game. It's not I know exactly when the game releases. I know when it's coming out. I know I'm gonna be playing it for a while. I don't wanna be worried about disc. I wanna kinda go home, sit on the couch, spring break, pop it up, play the game. Right. Well granted we'll probably be playing a lot of Zelda um over, oh, over yeah, spring Breath break. Of the Wild. Breath of the Wild comes oh, out yeah. March third. NakaCon is that weekend. No, the and, following weekend. Yeah, it's the following weekend and then my spring break starts that Friday. So and Mass Effect's on the 21st. It's on the 21st. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's Not to mention M- MLB 2K 2017, the Ken Griffey edition. Yeah. Um, so, as we said, March is very expensive. And then the end of the month is 1.5, 2.5. And the end of this month is Horizon Zero Dawn. So, yeah. If you don't have a budget, Jesus. I don't know what you're going to do to make it. Because not to game. mention For Honor. I, I think I'm going to skip out on that. I played the beta. I like it. Um... Too many other games that I'm far more interested in than that right now. Fair. Um, it's not grabbing you enough to... It's it's the concept, great. Longevity is what I'm concerned about. Because mm, it's yeah. something I can hop in and play every now and then. So what I'll probably wait is for a summer sale. When it drops down to 30 bucks. I'll pick it up on PC because it looks amazing on PC. Um, and play with the controller. Because I played it on PC with mouse and keyboard. My fingers didn't work that way. That My mind does not work that way. Overwatch? Makes sense. Ghost Recon? Makes sense. For Honor? No. Couldn't do it. Because it's essentially, it's a fighting game in a 3D world, but it's kind of like, it's it's an open world fighting game. That's the right. that's the best and easiest way to explain it. Because there's... Almost like a Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, kind of like Dynasty Warriors. it was like, almost the same idea. Yeah, essentially, idea. essentially, it's kind of like they mixed Tekken and Dynasty Warriors. That's the best way to explain it. Because these characters have very, very specific archetypes. There's quick ones, there's medium ones, there's heavy ones. Um, and even within the quick, medium, and heavy, they have variations. There's characters who have um, dual swords, and so their attacks do um, 
bleeding damage, and there's characters who have um, essentially blunt weapons, but if they hit you, not only do they hit you, they take a chunk of your stamina away. Very interesting concept. But there's also games coming out like Neo. Like, Neo was, like, kind of flew under the radar. Um, People to, are flying in to buy copies of Neo, bro. It's ridiculous. I've sold out twice. I've, I keep wow. telling people, like, a lot of these Japanese games don't get the credit that they're due beforehand. Neo's essentially what um, the uh, Animusha's what people are selling it to. I've been saying it's essentially Ninja, Ninja Gaiden. Gaiden and Bloodborne, or Ninja Gaiden and Dark Souls, mm-hmm. um, which... Everyone has seen Dark Souls influence, and because people are clamoring for that style of game, that's why they're running towards it. Not to mention a really deep story. Yes, the hero in there is a blonde haired, blue eyed white guy, but it's explained very well why a blonde haired, blue eyed white guy <laughs> is running around with samurai armor and fluid witch pant. Um, so, um, it makes sense. The voice acting in Japanese and English, really good, which is what shocked me. Is because not the English. Gets, <laughs> usually, the, usually the English, the English voices are garbage. They did it in a very, very, very like the white, the blonde haired, blue eyed hero is voiced by a British guy or British sounding guy, and it sounds natural. The rest of the cast is Japanese and voiced by Japanese characters. If you play it in English, there's certain scenes where like mid conversation the Japanese people will start conversation, conversating in Japanese, and the guy goes, you know I can understand you, right? And they call him um, a word that's usually associated with outsider. I don't want to say it wrong, so I'm not going to say it. Is it uh, the one that starts with G? Is uh, it Gaijin or, that's, or Otaku? I'm not exactly sure. The first it, one, it, it, I, I, I don't know Gaijin. if Gaijin is the way to say it, yeah, but it's but like G A I J N. Yeah, because it's it's specific. I mean, even in if anybody watched The Last Samurai, they use it in there a little bit. If anyone has watched um, Ronin, they use it a little bit in there. There's multiple. I mean, it's it's early. This is feudal feudal Japan. This yeah, is very very. Otaku's like the last fifty. Years Arushidas? Yeah, like no, it's it's, it's the Gaijin. One. Yeah, like Gaijin's a, an old uh, word. Yeah, sudden. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, long story short, oh, for, yeah, guys. for uh <laughs> for a game that's pretty hardcore, like J, it's essentially a, a Japanese um, action action game. Um, it's getting very very good reception from the Western audience. Game GameStop cannot keep that game on sale because again they kind of like oh Japanese game who's gonna buy this? They sent stores six copies because that's what people pre-ordered and it was like oh well everyone's buy it we'll sell it digitally the one game people want physical games that doesn't have enough copies of hmm. anyway this is the difference not doing very good at reading the community this is the difference What this is what happens when the big wigs are not paying attention to the customer base you have to and again there is a danger I understand that in business there is a danger to placating to the most extreme of the base but like when it comes to video games you have to realize these are like the hardcore gamers are your best customers because not only will they go out there and we'll talk about the game um now they'll stream the game as we do we still like we stream today we, we did a we launched a new series called um dual stream sundays or simultaneous sundays we're trying to figure out a name i think dual stream because i hashtagged it D, uh, dss that's cool dual stream sundays dss coming soon 
Um, we did a couple episodes. We, I mean, I got three. I got three <coughs> people watching me. James got three people watching him. Now it was really fun. Um, so people will stream about it, write articles about it. Your hardcore, the hardcore audience is always going to be more vocal than the than the silent majority. And so when the hardcore audience is out there talking about these things, and this game is getting nines, nine point fives, couple perfect tens from literally across the board, like. The game is a PlayStation exclusive, and an Xbox outlet literally bought a PlayStation to play the game and gave it a 9.5 out of 10. That's how you know a game is good. Yeah. When an Xbox-specific YouTuber says, hey, I've been hearing a lot of good things about this, goes out, purchases a PS4, gets the game digitally, plays the game, and is like, I love this game. I don't know why no one's talking about this game. And now, of course, everyone's talking about it now because the review scores are out. But, like, that's a, that's a good game, and when you're not paying attention to the hardcore audience in games like this, you lose out on money, and you end up being placated. And by the time they get enough copies, then people will have bought it digitally or whatever, whatever, and then you know copies sitting on the store shelves. But anyway, moving on. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Not too much that comes to my mind. I don't know about you. Uh, um, so, there's some interesting stuff that happened this week. So... Just recently found out Netflix is doing a reboot for Magic School Bus. Yeah, yes. they are. Yeah, they're going to have what? At first, I was nervous, and then I saw who they crafted. Crafted? Drafted? Drafted. <laughs> drafted. No, drafted, cast. Cast. That oh, drafted. Drafted could work, <laughs> but cast would be most yeah. appropriate. For, for those of you that aren't aware of what we're talking about, uh, if you were in any form of schooling, in the early 2000s. Late 90s. Early 90s. 90s. Or late 90s. 90s to early 2000s. Yeah. Magic School Bus was part of your best day ever in class because yeah. you got to go along on the Magic School Bus. The yes. The, 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 the titular character, however you say that. Titular. Uh, titular character is a school bus that takes you places out of space. Can, and somehow Miss Frittle is able to concoct... Like machines to shrink an entire class and a bus. Listen, Miss Fritzel. <laughs> no, the bus is, is the machine. The yeah, bus Ms. just Fritzel does whatever. Well, no, I thought. Uh, what's her name? Mary Poppins and an astronaut and a doctor and like everything. Rapid. Well, she's yeah, Doctor yeah. Who. Exactly. No, but the thing she's is, she's educator thought, Doctor Who. Yeah. I thought. Um, and Bill Nye. In uh, <laughs> the one specific reason, the reason I said that was because I'm thinking of the episode where they go into the uh, book where and they were playing baseball on one of the pages but they were stuck because they couldn't uh oh that was the one because I, the list what it was, was the lizard's like, name i don't remember that's the one where they were doing like friction or something yeah, right yeah yeah cuz i just i remember the scene where they're like playing baseball on a frictionless surface which I feel like was a joke at all of those physics problems where it's like, assume a flat, yeah. featureless, no friction plane or something like that. Yeah. Like, wait a second. <laughs> but yeah, and that that's the particular thing I was thinking of because like if the bus was a machine, then they would have been able to get out of it. But they needed, right. because the lizard had like a gun or whatever to, yeah, to like shrink them and uh, bring them normal size again. But anyways, yes, so uh, Kate McKinnon is going to be playing Miss Fristle. Now, the interesting thing about this is... Uh, it, throughout the series, uh, we see Miss Fritzel, but she won't be playing that Miss Fritzel. She'll be playing her sister. Really? Yes. So I she did not read that part. She won't be. So she will not be trying to either recreate the Miss Fritzel that we all knew, but she'll be playing her sister, from what it sounds like. So they're kind of giving themselves some creative distance. Yes. From the original, so it's going to be the same spirit, but it sounds like probably a whole new cast. 
Um, I don't know in terms of I've just heard that it in terms of his fiscal portion it's just gonna be your sister. I, I mean, don't know if I don't know do, if they're gonna be like it may be the case where those I mean, completely if, different cast. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna have a new I mean if if you're gonna have a new Mrs. Frizzle or Miss Frizzle or whatever you they end up calling her, you might as well do something other than the young planeteers. Um <laughs> But the thing is, you can't take my dude Ralph away. Nope. You can't. Listen, Ralph is as quintessential of that series as Pablo San- like Sanchez is to backyard, to backyard baseball. Yes. Or backyard basketball. Listen, any or backyard, backyard sports. Uh, backyard sports he was li- he's if you played backyard baseball and you didn't have Pablo on your team, you, you lost. <laughs> you, you can create your own character, but if you didn't have Pablo Sanchez, you'd still you lose. Pablo Sanchez, literally, I looked up his stats. He has four out of five on everything except power. And power is a six out of five. I don't understand. <laughs> he has a six out of five on power. Like it doesn't make sense. No, see, the thing is, this is how I see. It. I always see Pablo Sanchez as the post glow up challenge for Ness. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then let's talk about how nasty Lisa Leslie was in backyard baseball. The three without Drano. Lisa Leslie was King Drano in that game. Listen, she could pull up from thirty. Anyway, back to what you were talking about. But yeah. So I would I don't know. I mean, it, it might be a whole cast, but wasn't there an episode where her sister actually did have to take over or something like that? Uh, I, you're that's a little beyond my memory. <laughs> I remember flashy bits from some of the. I remember enjoying the show. I remember it being really good. I remember it being like educational in a fun way. Mm. Um, I think Kate McKinnon is a good choice. I feel like she's really going to be able to capture the kind of frantic. Are we sure she's sane sort of energy? Um, for our listeners who aren't quite sure who Kate McKinnon is, she's the uh, she's from Saturday Night Live is her big thing. She's played, let's see, Hillary Clinton. She's done those abduction sketches where she's the crazy uh, chain smoker lady. She does uh, a lot of characters. She's She was in the new Ghostbusters movie. Uh, she was the crazy blonde scientist gal in that one. Um, and I'm sure she's done some other work, but like SNL and Ghostbusters are her two bigger things. Ghostbusters being pretty recent, so I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I, I still want to see more information. Is it going to be live action or animated? It should be animated. Okay. Last I saw, that's the plan was to make it animated. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I don't know how much a live action Magic School Bus would work outside of like yeah. a one episode fun thing you know yeah, like i mean they could look at what they're doing with luke cage like the first episode of luke cage was 90 minutes if not longer um and then every episode is like 65 so i think they could do like four episodes 90 minutes a piece live action and be done with it oh for the magic school bus mm-hmm. they could sure i just i feel like some of the I, charm of the show yeah, is it being it being lost. Lost. Yeah. the thing is like when you make something like live action it sort of takes away the believability of things. Yeah, it makes sense. It ta- or or even just when the you see magic. something animated, you're more like to believe that. Yeah, yeah you're more likely to, to give believe. it a pass. Yeah, to give it a pass, even if it's way out there. Yeah, that's true. That's very very. True. Probably cheaper to animate too. Yeah, if everything's true. animated yeah. and it's like the two D animation, probably cheaper. Yeah. So, talking about things that are getting in production, a video came out today of 
the first day filming of Infinity War. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. it's so yes, good. It was... It's so good. Like, we already knew this was going to happen. Like, people have been speculating this for forever. Uh, but now it's official. And Infinity Wars 1, the Avengers are, in fact, going to meet up and do battle um, with... The Guardians of the Galaxy. The Avengers, the yeah, the Guardians. Guardians. We think, we assume, Doctor Strange is going to be a cameo. Like they showed, um, they showed. He's his... supposed to be in the next Marvel film. Yeah, the, we, I don't think I don't think Doctor Strange is going to show up until um, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War Two. Which oh, you mean of, of the Infinity, Infinity War movies? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's gonna show up. A different this. name is not gonna be Infinity War Two. Well, whatever, uh, they, whatever the second one. Yeah. The Avengers. I think he's gonna have a very minimal role in this. Probably no longer than ten minutes in the first movie. I think the first movie is gonna focus on the Avengers. Have I mean, even they said that like the Avengers are kind of shambles, um, shadows of their old self, and Guardians are kind of like on a hot streak. We don't know what's gonna happen in the movie. Um, but Guardians ended the movie, the first Guardians movie, with a bang. So we'll see what happens in the second Guardians movie, which should give us more clues. I think at the end of the second Guardians movie, either Tony or Thor is going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say Tony is because he is the one who is more um, planetary-minded and wants to protect Earth at all costs. And Plus he's the one who had the vision anyways. Yeah, he's the one who has the visions. So I think he's the one who's kind of exploring, like, okay, what can we do to prepare? And Thor, because, you know, Asgard, and he kind of has a... Well, and, I mean, we've heard that uh, Thor Ragnarok is going to have some elements from Planet Hulk. Yeah, so so we'll see We'll see what happens with that. I was really excited just because uh, um, not only does it give us real-life actual confirmation of what we've all been speculated, um, but it's going to be interesting. I think I hope they do it like... Um, some of the older comics do, where, like, they initially meet and fight against each other and realize, oh, there's a bigger bad guy here. Um, there's a bigger problem than the two of us. Yeah, and... Just the two Just to jab it in a little bit more. Last time that the Avengers fought an interplanetary nemesis, it just happened to be the Justice League. And Justice League won. Because Superman beat the... Listen, for all you people saying that Thor would kill Superman, sit down. Because Superman put the paws on Thor. (laughs) Superman put the paws on Thor. Beat the brakes off that little blonde-headed guy. Um, Not to mention he was able to pick up Thor's hammer and cap shield at the same time. Like, yeah! Like, his power level isn't up there. Uh, not, Not quite. Oh, and yeah, Spider-Man lost handedly. Um, he was winning, lost handedly to Canary, I believe. And um, Batman beat Iron Man out of his super suit. Like, Batman wasn't wearing a super suit. Iron Man was in a super suit. In a different one, in a different iteration, in another comic where they versed each other, um, Batman and Captain America were on either side trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah, yeah. That's what usually yeah. happens. That's what usually happens is usually it's Batman saying, okay, something's going on here. These two worlds shouldn't be meeting. And then he's like, all right, I need to talk to one of you who has sense. Um, after Batman beat the paws on, <laughs> put the paws on Tony Stark, he dragged him out of his suit and we're like, you have to realize that this is wrong. We're the good guys. And Tony goes, we're the good guys. It was like, well, if we're both good guys, who's the bad guy? 
and then they scurry off to go find out what's going on. Um, Batman, the pause all <laughs> over Tony Stark. Hold on, I think. Sorry, I just interrupted you like cold turkey, but I think that is a great way to segue into what I want to bring up next. Go ahead, do it. Speaking of putting the pause on people, can we talk about that Iron Fist trailer? I was hoping you would go there. I was really hoping you were to go there. Guys, so we just got this past week the trailer uh, first look at what Iron Fist coming to Netflix is going to look like. And when, uh, what I believe it was one of the very like first scenes of the trailer, it may have been the ending, but I feel like it was at the beginning. It's like, the last defender is here or something like that. Yeah. It's throughout the trailer. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. thrashing. Yeah. It's kind of, I think, I think it kind of happens in the middle of this trailer. There's, like, the trailer starts with him going to the Rand Industries Tower mm-hmm. and the whole, I'm Danny Rand, and then the guards yeah. come up and there's butt kicking, and and then, like, kind of the middle, it's third to half right. of the trailer, they've got, yeah, they the flash the, and then scene, last, Etc. It goes through the last defender is here. Am I the only one who gets a very Oliver Queen season one arrow vibe from like the You're movie? not wrong. No, well, the internet has picked up on that. Okay, yeah. good. The internet has like, made fun of that. I was like, this seems a little too familiar to season one of Arrow. Like Except he looks a bit more optimistic. Yeah, he looks more optimistic and like like he's like he didn't show up killing people, Oliver. It's kind of the doom and gloom and like I'm excited. So far, like, Jessica Jones has been the only one that left me with a nah feeling out of it. Like, season one, Daredevil, really good. Season two, even better. Like, Power Man, Luke Cage, whatever they're calling him now, started off high, sustained the greatness of it. Jessica Jones kind of went for me, um, but I know people who think that's the best out of all three. Well, I disagree thoroughly, but, you know, to each their own. Really happy. Really hoping this facts. is good. Alternative facts. <laughs> uh, but really hoping this is good. I have I have a lot of high hopes for this one. But, but yeah, I no, mean, yeah, I agree. I, it, I mean, this is our second larger trailer that yeah, was just a, like a I, really I, I, quick. because we've had pictures and then we've only had this is our second yeah. second we've only yeah, had two trailers first, yeah. and then images. Yeah, the first That's trailer. it. So just, just the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The actor. Yeah. You mean? yeah, the actor's from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, he is? Yep. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. He's, yeah, he is. Uh, he's, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's it? I don't remember. Yeah, I... From The Reach. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Um, yeah. I like that this one gave us a little bit more, uh, iron, like, the actual Iron Fist, the power action, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, the, like, in the first trailer, we just saw his fist light up, and then I think, like, a oh, door go off the hinges. Yeah. This one, like... This is not just a oh I'm gonna break a door down level power. <laughs> yeah, Danny shows that. The only the only thing that maybe this is just me when I saw that happening in that second trailer, I was just like, it looks like Goku just took a Kai blast and compassed it around his fist. Yeah, well, and done like knocked someone out with like a little metal coating over it. Like it looks a little weird to me, but I understand like that's his power. Yeah, it, well, I think it's supposed power. to look like it's kind of an inner glow. Yeah. So yeah. like when I see it, I can you can because yeah, doesn't he have a tattoo his, on his? Hand I don't think he has a not? tattoo on his hand. It looks to me more like you're you see just a little bit of like his skeleton mm-hmm. showing through. Like it's like all of the meat. <laughs> His, on his on his hand, like glows yellow, and then you see a little bit of like kind of the skeleton and veins. Yeah. Almost. I think like 
it's his. It's either key or chakras. I'm not exactly. It's chi or key. I think they call it. I think it's chi is how they call it. I think it's chi. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So like, um, the reason he wears the green suit is to actually properly um, harness his chi. Otherwise, it will rip his skin apart. Um, It's a very, it's a very fatiguing power. That's why. Danny has to go through a lot of training, and if you can't control it, it will. It, the, the the cheese kind of its own thing. So the suit he wears helps harness it. I don't think we're gonna get the ninja Danny where it's like the green tights with the half bandana on his head. I but think then, I like that look. Yeah, I think they're gonna modernize it, kind of like if they modernized Daredevil. They definitely modernized Jessica Jones. They one hundred percent not only revamped it, but they they culturalized. The whole Power Man suit, and they did do. You you said you're on the second to last episode, right? Yeah. So you've already seen the scene where he breaks out of prison, right? Yes, that and, was amazing. Yeah, and, that was amazing. And they literally gave us '70s Power Man, like oh with my the gosh. afro and the yellow shirt and the bell bottom pants. They do they chain belt chain belt. They do all of that. They 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 did a that was that was my favorite. They do a wonderful cameo. They even do um a a great great great. Um, reimagination of that's a, that's not a word. Um, reimagining. Reimagining of <laughs> Diamondback because Diamondback looks. I, I was like, how are they gonna pull this off? And when they did it, I was like, all right, cool. I see what you did there. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, so looking forward to this one. Have high hopes. Um, what else did you guys want to talk about? Well, I mean, I guess before we jump off that, I will say like the trailer gives me the idea we're probably gonna end up. Like whatever his outfit ends up looking like, we are gonna get the uh, the man cleavage, uh, probably. A bit. The the chest bearing. I mean, we see it a few times in the trailer. Uh, he's probably not gonna have gloves on whatever outfit he ends up on. That whole hand glow thing looks like it would be rough on gloves. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe he'll go to. Uh, oh shoot, the character in Daredevil. Uh, the guy who makes Matt's suit, yeah, the the mechanic guy, the guy who, you know, he's kind of, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Slow in some respects, but mm-hmm. yeah, that that character, maybe he'll make Danny a suit. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what they do with Rosario Dawson's character, because she's been interwoven into all of the stories. She was obviously. Um, had heavy, heavy, heavy influence in Daredevil, um, popped up in Jessica Jones for a little bit, and then I think they, I don't want to say they overplayed that card in Power Man or Luke Luke Cage. Cage. They definitely uh, has a more standout role in that um, series, and I enjoy it. I think it's not, I I don't think she's eye candy. She's a very... She's she's an important character. She's I mean, a very she's, important character, and um, she plays quite a vital. She actually, I, to me, I was like, wait, she, wow, she's it's it's her most important. I think that, yeah, that's her most. Significant I don't think it's role. a huge spoiler to say it's her most in in that series. Her character plays her most important role yeah. in the series thus far, and I feel like that's the right series to do it that's in. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Being like how. Um, Luke Cage is kind of like the whole Black Power show. I mean, those aren't my words. Yeah. It's literally plastered I mean, all over the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Ha- having blitzed through a good chunk of the show in the last 
week or two. Uh, I've enjoyed it. This maybe this sounds weird, but I've enjoyed it because of that. I I found it an interesting. Uh, I just I feel like I'm seeing things from a different perspective, and I like it. Uh, it helps that it's more than just like social commentary. It's also got Luke Cage walking around, shaking his head at people that shoot him. Right. Which is, I have yet to feel that that has gotten old. Right. So, <laughs> not to mention like one of the greatest hip hop cameos in the Marvel series ever. Uh, Method Man. Man. Yeah, that Method Man cameo was fantastic. <laughs> and then, and then wait, well, no, it's Andrew Martinez. Or is it, I think, it's either Andrew Martinez or Flex. He goes in and then spits a hot freestyle. I thought that was Method Man. That is Method Man. Oh, so okay. Method Man runs into the gas station, then he goes to the, the radio station. Oh, oh. The people the, in the, the sh- radio station. Is that an actual radio that show? Is a ra- that is an actual radio station. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, those are real people. Like, they're real human beings. They're I mean, right. and I kind of, I was kind of wondering if a lot of the performers we see in the club oh yeah they're all real are all actual yeah Jadena's in there Sadiq who I'm really so I mean you're gonna lose I mean you've lost me on any of the names but like Raphael Sadiq he's he's legendary legendary when it goes to R&B yeah like legendary like legendary R&B soul artist not even just R&B yeah like soul like soul artist yeah like the very first performer they have in the club okay that guy's like 50 yeah I know I liked how they had a whole range of performers for the club, I've, I mean, again, maybe it's odd coming from me, but I've really enjoyed the music for this. I feel like the, uh, I guess what would it be like, the production crew, the direction crew, whatever. So it's not the, like, casting and main writing and directing, but the choices for, like, lighting and tone and music and stuff like that. Yeah, tone is so serious. Honestly, I think one of, like... Not to get too political or too idealistic or too racial, but, like, one of the most iconic scenes that I felt people, like, it literally went over so many people's heads, unless you're really invested in, like, hip-hop, as, like, you understand hip-hop at its core level. The scene where, what's his name? Steps in front of the Biggie poster. What's his name? Cottonmouth. When Cottonmouth steps in front of that Biggie poster and the crown is on his head, like... Again, the cultural significance of that is probably lost on 98% of the population if they don't understand, like, what was going on. Like, when Biggie, when that that picture of Biggie kind of signifies, like, when it was kind of like Biggie dropped and, like, hip-hop was kind of this thing and Biggie came out and it was this large man but had this larger-than-life personality and he was, like, really the king of the East Coast, like, rap like Tupac Shakur was amazing artist but Tupac and Biggie had this kind of beef thing and then Tupac left to go out west and was doing the whole death thing like the whole my bad um death row death row thing I don't want to say death well they both like Biggie for people who don't know Tupac Shakur actually probably did more death songs but like yes Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pac left the East Coast. People who don't know, Pac was actually born on the East East Coast. Coast. Yes, and then moved to the West Coast. (laughs) So a lot of you West Coast folks get your facts right. Tupac Shakur was born in the East Coast, and then moved to the West Coast. 
a lot of West Coast hip hop originated yeah. from the East Coast. Yeah, like, true. I mean, and it's so like the the cultural significance of him being in the club and says I'm bringing Harlem back and like having the Biggie poster and the crown being placed on his head. It was like the coronation of Biggie meant so much to hip hop. So that's why like Cottonmouth felt like he needed that coronation. Like that's lost on people who like on comic book fans who know comic book. It's probably a little bit like oh that's interesting. But like if you don't understand hip hop. That goes over your head, like way over your head. So, like I understand, I could tell it was a. I've there's a lot of stuff in the show that I've been like, I can tell it's important, but I don't have enough context to get every level. But I still am enjoying it for, for all it of that. Um, but yeah, I'm like, man, you know, I. I, I almost want to, at some point in a few weeks, scope back and watch through the show again. I don't know. I'll probably end up doing that, actually. Well, whenever I finally finish watching Seinfeld, because, you know, it's great. Low-key, super yeah, hilarious. It really is. Um, but moving on, is there anything you guys got to talk about? I got a couple more I things. have one more thing <laughs> I want to talk about. Get it. So, reading an article on Screen Rant, talk, rumor circulating that... Lucasfilms might be switching over to a new animated Star Wars TV show. Mm-hmm. Off of Rebels? After Rebels. So it's just speculation as of right now, because as of right now, all we know is that Star Wars Rebel has been renewed for a third season, but there has been nothing in terms of that fourth season. And based off of the synopsis, we know that a lot of uh, previous iterations are animated TV series they've done has always been a fixed timeline where it ends at a certain point. And so right now uh, it's speculated remember this is all speculation that it's going to end in the third season and then that will free up I believe, because it's going to start up soon here, Mm -hmm. third season, and then that will then leave them some time to start up potentially a new animated series for uh Star Wars, but they don't know what that is yet because it is all speculation. So now comes the extra speculation. Where do you think that series is going to take place? See, that is a good question because I haven't watched <laughs> Star Wars Rebels. Uh, so, in case you don't know, so the Clone Wars happened before. Was it before the second movie or after the second? Uh, Clone Wars. Okay, was so uh, wait, which the Clone Wars, the one that ran. Five seasons or six yes. seasons. It was like in between. Because okay. the they have one that ran like was, two no, seasons I, I with a different animation style. So all, all of the all of the shows entitled the Clone Wars, whether yeah. it's the original two D animation by Gennady Tarkovsky, yes. um, all hail his genius, or the slightly more recent CGI series that definitely took some design cues from the Gennady Tarkovsky series. Um, those are all set between Star Wars Episode Two: Attacks the Clones and Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. So they kind of cover because there's a like three to five year gap or something yeah, like that. And it, I mean, it's this big interstellar war, so there's enough material there that you can definitely do. They did what, like five seasons of Clone yeah. Wars? Just I think. Every, like, it's like five or six. Yeah. Five or six seasons. But I mean, each episode's only about a half hour. You can do multi part episodes. I mean, there's enough material in a multi year war that you can. Yeah, that you can. I mean, how many movies have we made about World War II? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, and that only happened on, a, I mean, comparative scale, that's 
a lot less that you can play around with. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it happened between the second okay. and third, or the so ep- episodes episode two, two and, and three. three. Yes. Yay, and Star Wars. Rebels is between three and four. Yes. So then, is it supposed to be up until that point of I think Rogue so One? That is I believe that. I, I believe that's how the math works. That's what Rebels think. leads into Rogue One. Rogue One, obviously. Yeah. At this point, I'm going to be nice and issue a general been, spoiler warning. But it's been long it's enough. It's been long enough. Rebel. I mean, we've already done a spoiler cast. Rebels doesn't end. Rebels literally You mean Rogue leads, One. Rogue, Rogue One literally leagues in the episode five. Four. 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 Yes. The, ori- the, the original, original Star Wars. The original Star Wars, Star Wars episode four, A New Hope. Yeah. Yes. The, I mean, it... it it it's Star like Wars. the add-on plug-in thing almost, yes. which I think I think that is, to me it's too smooth. I honestly think <laughs> too smooth. No, what I think what I'm saying is like there's speculation or like there's been there's been like words going around that there's original footage that's been literally plucked out of the originals. Well, they never used it. In they the ne- that was never oh, used yeah, yeah. and plucked right into. The um, and fighter scenes. I yeah. think, I think yeah. the, the fighter scenes. The pilots. Yes. I think the yeah. pilots, and I literally think that scene where we see Darth Vader is like prepare to board. Yeah, no, that, no, that was the everything in the the final uh, the flagship boarding sequence and stuff. That's all new. Yeah, it's just really well shot, and they were stupid meticulous with his costume. Yeah, because I was like, "Listen, this is too smooth. This is this is this transition is too clean." Like, and of course, like we all thought, "Oh, it's Leia," and they should turn around like, "Oh, it's Leia." <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, we I love mean, you. The greatest. Um, but I mean, I could almost see justification for taking and. I'm saying this as somebody who's seen small bits and pieces of Rebels but needs to actually sit down and borrow it from somebody to watch completely seasons one and two, but you could probably justify putting maybe half the third season between episodes four and five, even? I don't know. Or you could just do the, you could just lead it up to I think Rogue the, One. I think the characters, that, if it happens this way, I think the characters that would be introduced are casting. I think... What makes sense is to introduce Cassian and do a little bit more backstory on him so we understand more why he is the way that he is in Rogue One. That's very true. And it, that could... and it ends as like, okay, hmm. he's now joining the Rebellion, and then we just take it from there. Because how long has it I been that before... Let's see, before Rogue One really gets going, how long has he been in the Rebellion at that point? I have no clue. Did they I, say? I, I know he, he said that he lost, he's lost he's, to when he was, like, really young. He, and he, he made a comment him. about, I've been in the Rebellion since I was... I and he gives a like, number that was, like, single digits. Was it... I want to say it was, like, 10 or 12. Eight, may, maybe, at most, like, yeah, 10, 12. And he's... Peg him... I mean... You have look that old 15 either. to... T- you have not Age quite wise. 20 years to work with mm-hmm. for Rogue One's timeline. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'd peg the character in his 20s. Yeah, because he didn't look that... I like, would, they made him not look I would even old. be fine if, like, what happens is the village is being destroyed, whatever, whatever. He loses somebody very important to him. We see a small child standing and kind of like the typical anime village burning trope that turns into the hero. <laughs> if you've ever seen any warrior warrior 
anime. There's some small child standing at the edge of a village being burned down at some point. So he, he, he either turns into the hero or he becomes the villain. The villain. Well, One of those two things on the battlefield, like without everybody else dead. Exactly. So I think we see a young boy there. We tears down his eyes and watch him burn, and he becomes neither. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. So we see a little they, small they, child they standing there. The, the Would you shut up? We see a small Calm child down. standing there. <laughs> the village is burning. Somebody runs and picks him up, and they say, "Cassian, we have to go." Black end. Yeah, it's. I mean, it could work. Um, if if they have him as like an adult or. Well, yeah, adult, but like later teen character. I think it could be interesting because it could show him. I mean, the character that they have, the character that they gave in Rogue One, he he sounds like the sort of guy who did some really shady stuff. You know, like I don't think it's a spoiler. Say he makes a comment about spies, assassins, saboteurs. You know, we've done some somewhat terrible things for the rebellion, etc. I mean, so, he was sent there to assassinate Ray, uh, Raylan Urso. Raylan Urso. Galen. Galen. Doctor Urso. <laughs> yes. That um, yeah. So I mean, and meanwhile, contrast that with the rebels crew, who seems like the kind of happy-go-lucky, ragtag band of adventurer types. So you could get like the whole spectrum of character. Portrayals because you could have the Rebels crew who's like the shiny, we're the heroes, guys, we gotta fight the Empire. But it is getting darker, especially. Well, okay, yeah. But I mean, the core concept of the character seems to be very much the ragtag band of heroes. Then you have the Cassian who's kind of the gray, and then maybe they'll introduce Saw Guerrera as, they or they, they have, and he's probably, is he, is he kind of crazy and fanatical? Yeah. Okay. And he wasn't quite like he was in the movie. Well, but Yes, I mean, God yes, bless well, you, I, Forrest Whitaker. He was, he was on the Geonosis episodes yeah, okay. in season three. So, so then, um, kind of... Uh, Rebels. Kind of uh, backtracking to, like, speculation on what the new anime <coughs> series. So, something interesting. I remember... Oh, I forget where I found it, because it was a couple months ago. Uh, they were talking about officially adding, like, Ahsoka into canon material. Mm-hmm. Or something well, like that. She is. She's like she is yeah. canon. Like I mean, because any because Rebels is canon. Not not, not just because of Rebels, because also Clone Wars. Is right. Okay. All of those anime is so, stuff is okay. considered you mean like movie material. That's what is still foggy. <laughs> so because this was several months yes. ago, like, and so um, could like would it be feasible? to do a series focused on Ahsoka. Because we do see her... Because we do get a bit of her storyline, uh, or a lot of her storyline, in Clone Wars. And then she does show up again in Rebels. But wouldn't there be a bit of a time jump there? I don't know if you'd have to go back for that or if there's something you do going forward with that. Depend, I guess that just depends on how you Rebels plays out. Back. Because if I remember, it's like 12 to 15 years after Episode 3 that they start Rebels. Yeah, I mean, so. it could be interesting, but I feel like, I don't know, I would, if if they're going to do a new animated show, I would almost like them to range a little further out than the Clone so Wars and the forward, Rebellion. Yeah, if you're going to do Rebellion, between six and seven. yeah, either between six and seven or set it before episode one, one. Yeah. range back to like either the Old Republic days or... 
go forward to the New Republic days. If you absolutely have to revisit the Rebellion, skip forward to like a year after A New Hope and kind of do an intermovie period. So like go from a little while after A New Hope and the Death Star gets blown up to like it could if you want to connect your cartoon to you know the movies connected into you know the last episode of the last season the last scene of that episode is them preparing to jump to Endor and then bam it leads into episode 7 there's there's material there I just personally would be more interested in seeing something that ranges a little further afield because I'm almost afraid of getting oversaturated with Rebellion Era yeah. and I think it would be really interesting to see something that either goes back or goes forward. Going back would kind of give you, I think, a little more of a classic uh, glory days adventure feel because you could be, it's the height of the Old Republic and it's a shining era, blah, 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 blah. Or we can finally get the Sith Wars they've been talking about. Yeah, you could or go you into some that, of the yeah. old Sith War yeah. stuff. I mean... So like a young... Well, no, Yoda wasn't in there. I think, yeah, I think the last war with Sith would have been before Yoda, by a couple centuries at least. But, I mean, something. uh, Just, I don't know. I would be okay, I mean, I haven't heard anything really bad about Rebels or, you know, especially later Clone Wars. I, I imagine if the same team makes it, it'll be good, but personally, I would hope they... Uh, move a little further out than just the rebellion because we're gonna get oversaturated on that era because we're gonna get we're getting the Han Solo movie which is that's gonna be in that era yeah, yeah that's gonna be between episode three and four which is okay that's fine but there's gonna be a point where we're gonna have a little much yeah so and that's really good um, I kind of like that speculation thing because. Um, I want us to do a little bit more of that, not a broader spectrum than Star Wars. I was sitting through John Wick 2, and I don't know if this... It said characters based on some some characters by some guy, and I need to look it up. I don't know if this is a comic book series or a book series or whatever it is. I just couldn't help but wonder what a John Wick comic book would be. Because the movie is shot... In so many comic bookish like tropes, there's the scene where um, John Wick, I mean, these are in the trailers, pulls up, car, steps out, black suit. That's literally frame one, frame two, frame three. Comic any dark anime you can possibly think of, they do that in some fashion too. I'm, I mean, right? there's a scene that is almost like frame for frame, and it's been copied a billion and a half times from Akira. Like, I'm just like, oh, well, that's another Akira frame. And I was literally, I was like, well, and I was like, and this is the part where he walks away and there's the explosion. Akira. Um, <laughs> cool guys don't look at explosions. Nope, never happens. Uh, for some reason, they're not affected by shockwaves either. Um, <laughs> just immune to shockwaves. Well, cool guys just have shockwaves. Well, John Wick is the one, so no. that's why. Listen, uh, that movie is. <laughs> that movie is. I don't want to call it a great movie. It is a phenomenal, like it's a phenomenal artwork and like action sequences. I don't know if the acting is that great. 
um, but it is phenomenal. It's gotten good. Rates. It's it's a, actually really <coughs> like for it's this. really good for like an action movie and that much gore. But, like the action is like top notch. Not to mention like I think the first on screen union of Neo and Morpheus, which yeah, since yeah, I think some of the promo material. Basically says, says that, that, yeah. Um, and okay, <laughs> spoiler, alert. spoiler alert. I know that you guys might be interested in seeing it. I'm just gonna say this one thing: the very first time they meet, um, what's Morpheus's real name? Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne goes, "You're not gonna remember this, but Mr. Wick and I met a very long time ago." I literally busted out laughing in the theater. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. Um, yeah, as soon as they said that, I was like, let's see what you guys did there. Yeah, he, he said more, which was like literally like some real deep cuts into the Matrix. And then they were like, all right, we've acknowledged that they were in the Matrix together. Let's get back to our movie. Um, but I, I feel like as far as, you know, talking about, well, I don't know about the acting. I feel like at this point... You know, People go who yeah. go to the movie know they're getting Keanu Reeves in a movie. I, I'm not trying to hate on Keanu. He just has a very specific character, character and character range. He's very if he's put into a position to play to that strength, he does it well. If he's outside of that, it can suffer. Matrix Three, <laughs> right? Uh, no, it's a it's it's a great movie. I was and I, I just have I couldn't help but think to myself, hmm, I really wish it was a comic. Which is my general question. Same question goes out to you guys if you're listening. Um, what movie television series do you think you would like to see as a comic book? And because we know we have some. Um, Oriental listeners, Chinese predominantly. We don't know why. Listen, there's a certain segment of Chinese people that keep listening to this podcast, and we can't figure out why. Not just Chinese Hi. people. Chinese people in China, and we don't yeah. know why they keep listening. I said some Chinese. I spent two weeks in China, and I barely remember What? Um, what movie or TV series would you like to see as a comic book or a manga? For me, it's John Wick. Like, right now, like, I'm just hyped on that. So... Hold on. So, can you repeat the question one more time? What, what movie, um, movie so like or a, movie so series... Like a, that isn't already a comic that book. That isn't already or a manga. Would you mm. like to see, would you like to see be made into... Tough question. So, I'll say, I'll say John Wick off the bat, straight off, no questions about that. Second one, <clears throat> Red Dead Redemption. Ooh. Oh, so this isn't just, uh, this could include video games as yeah, well? Yeah, it's going to include video games. Because now that I thought about it, I was like, I would love a Red Dead comic. I don't think it'd have the same thrill, but I think they could do some, like, real deep story stuff. And, like, like at this point, Rockstar and Naughty Dog are in the movie business. The way they tell stories outpaces most movies, point blank, period. Yeah, they just that's very, very, that very true. I agree with that. That's a that's kind of a tough one. That is a very tough I'm, one. Like I'm thinking video games. A lot of the ones I like, it's it's kind of that catch twenty two, like Mass Effect or like Dragon Age stuff like that. Like they already have comics. Well, okay, so a they already have comics, and b if you try to do like is there, okay, I would say particular storyline. 
Let's let's mm. let's let's mm. let's okay. that let's make that so movie yeah. and if it's within a video game movie or TV series and if it's within a video game let's keep it to like either one Jesus. character or a particular storyline because if you start talking about Kingdom Hearts we'll be here for nine years. I wasn't gonna ask because they already got they already have a manga. Yeah, they already got a manga series. It's not the question. Yeah, yeah. I bet I see something. Guys, I got it. What if they had a comic for Batman? <laughs> Caleb, would you do the honor? <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen the comic. Huh? Get out. <laughs> oh, gosh. That is... That is a tough question. More because the ones I think of already have comics. So, how about this? I'll go ahead and do it. And only because I was recently thinking about watching it at some point again and relive my childhood... I would like them to... I know they already have some, but I would like for them to uh, do some more expansive work on Kids Next Door. Oh, yeah. yeah. More more specifically, uh, 274. Okay. Yeah. Chad. Chad. I would yeah. really like more backstory like on Chad him. was actually like young and like and the thing, the ranks. Yeah, and the right. thing is you also have to realize he never actually left the kid next door. Yes. He was a double yes, agent. Spoiler alert. Working under the monster. I mean, he's over 10 years old. Get out. He's a double agent, but it's for the... Yeah, but the thing is I would love to get more backstory on 274 and his his escapades as he rose to the rank of the greatest KND operative ever point blank period besides Nigel Uno but there's still questions about his actual healthy physical state of mind but anyway I just thought of one Um, I would be really interested in seeing a comic book that takes the new Voltron series and goes back (laughs) to before the beginning so like we have the the cold opening of the new series. I have not watched season two yet, so please don't spoil it's me. Really good. But I, I know it is. I just haven't been able to sit down and watch it. I've been trying to get through Luke Cage first. But the cold opening of the beginning is stuff has gone to pot and oh shoot, the the big bad guy. What's his name? Uh the main villain. I cannot remember. But there you know, he's like got the huge fleet and they're running and all that stuff. Um Unalak? No. 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 That's something else. But anyway, I want to see the previous, like, I want to see stuff about previous (laughs) Voltron teams, or if there was only one Voltron team before. I I really want to see the main bad guy being the captain of the Black. I know the Empire, but I don't know the name of the Emperor. Yeah, I want to see the original Voltron team when everything was awesome, and I want to see what made it go downhill. That, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a dangerous request because that's kind of what all of us probably said with Star Wars. Oh, what happened to make Darth Vader so terrible? We got that, and there's obviously been some mixed feelings about that. Although the work done through things like the Clone Wars has obviously made that better. But, you know, if we're talking about a comic series, I think it would have a different impact. But I think that would be really interesting to explore. You know, because I feel like you have some really poten- some potential for like kind of the high, uh, you know, bright, shining adventure stuff, and then you have a lot of potential for maybe the reason he made the decisions he did is a little more of a gray area than just he flipped out one day and went crazy. Right. You know. So that would be my thought slash choice there. Anybody else? 
can't think of anything. However, I want to take a moment and talk about something. Some people can get get some more time to think about it. However, um, I've been in a huge anime manga kick lately. Because obviously Naka Khan's around the corner for us in Kansas City. For those who are going, we will be there. Um, Actually, so it was recently dropped a trailer for the new Sword Art movie. And it's actually very, very, it's actually very, you very know interesting. You my thoughts on Sword Online. Eh. It's, it looks very, I'm, I'm actually intrigued by it. Octopus, that killed it. I, I'm feeling oh. some mixed, uh, mixed <laughs> I'm, reactions I'm intrigued in the because, room here, folks. Because we're going into, we're dealing with augmented reality now. We're not, we're no longer dealing with the whole virtual helmet anymore, uh, which it looks very, very interesting. You stopped after season one? Stopped after yeah. season one. Yeah. I watched all of season one, and I was like, oh, hell. And then I watched all of season two, and I was like, help me. Granted, <laughs> half of both of those seasons were not canon anyways. Yeah, but It still. makes, no. But that, anyway. Like, so I got to the episode where the two main characters, like, we're pretending to have a kid, and then I think the kid died, and then after that, like, you guys stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, middle of season one. Wow. Um, my roommate showed me, like, there's some octopus rape scene. Yeah. Yes, yes. you did not you, you didn't pay attention to that? I didn't notice that. Either. I didn't notice that either. The Japanese people, like, that's... That. I don't think I don't think you have to explain it any further. If they don't get it, they yes, don't get it. Like, don't like, don't Google. Don't Google. Yeah. Don't, don't Google it. Don't Google. YouTube it. But like, it's, it's the thing. Just just like yeah. After just that, don't. I like after I saw that, I was like, I'm not gonna keep watching this. That's an understandable uh, break point. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then like. I mostly read it to be honest. I mostly read it to be honest. I think it was in the second half of season one. Which because I, I skipped the second half of season see, one because I read it see, and I then when I started it. seeing it started straying yeah. away I was like nope we're gonna scratch that and then that's where a lot of the fans fall off but there's a, there's a small sect of people who are so dedicated to that show that say oh you have to power through that to get through the emotional payoff at the end of the season mm. and I'm like I get what you're trying to say but nah we gotta go um, anyway continue what you're saying hold on I'm sorry. I just have to interrupt you for a second. Chance just won a third Grammy. Best rap album of the year. Drake goes down. Drake goes down. He made out loud for Pablo? No, he beat out Views. Like, Views was the favorite. Because Views... Wait, what else was nominated? Uh, Life of Pablo, Views. Two other ones. I don't remember the other two. Wait, he beat out Pablo? Yeah, but like... That was a tough tip. As long as Views didn't win. Pablo? As long as Views didn't win. I don't care. Life of Pablo? But, like, yeah, again, it's like a toss-up. It. It's a toss-up. I can see it. I can Just because you have blindly just a Kanye doesn't mean Chance didn't have the best <laughs> album of 2016. I can see it. All right, it's let's... Close. It's close. If we're being objective here... It's close. We're being objective. It's a really close. I would go... I would personally go with, like, listen, Pablo. Listen, listen. Let's I, talk objectively. This is the Grammy. Best song on, 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 on Chance's album. What is it? Best song on Chance's album? Finish song. Your your opinion on that? Ooh, that's a tough one. Finish line was a good one. I, I wouldn't that say that one. one. Which one? The one with um. Ten dollars. Uh, yeah. It feels like blessed. Okay, I can say all blessings were probably. Listen, there's like two to three yeah. options. Like Chance's album has a really strong start and a really strong finish. Yes. Really interesting middle. It could go either <laughs> way for people. I like it. 
I, I top five albums last year. I think Big Sean's gonna win album this year because that album's amazing. Big right. Sean Amigos, all right. Um, but like, listen, Life of Pablo. Listen, was like what, what, starts what, what, off hot and then maintains it. Yes. it gets a little rocky. I'm surprised. No, like, I'm there's surprised, two songs no, in that. I'm surprised Kanye didn't win because if you don't know, Kanye like always wins rap album on like any decent album he comes out with, other than and this is like, hold on, like that was a. Extenuating the thing is, like, I feel like they didn't want to give it to Kanye just because he's been wilding. Well, that year, yeah, it's like when he's like, you know, 808 and Heartbreaks was right after the whole Taylor Swift thing. Taylor Swift thing, so like they weren't going to nominate him. But well, I don't know. And he went a little crazy. Life, Life of Pablo, <laughs> it had some really good songs in there. I it's still not Even, my go-to. It's my like if we're if we're talking it's between my okay, but that's it's like my personal album like that's not album. like that's but like no, personal okay. preference this is versus it's the like Grammys. actual. It's the Grammys. Yeah, it's the Instagram. But like I'll take all this. that matters is that they were both no, nominated. Exactly. If it was somebody no. else besides like I said, Drake, Kanye, no, and Chance, no, then, no, then, then would we won exactly as long as it's not. Views. Because Views was bad. Views was not good. Views okay, we're going to take it back. Views was good. For it was me. average. Yeah. It was me. At first, <laughs> when it came out, I thought it was really hot. But, like, the longevity of Views, like, died really quick. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I know it stayed on the charts forever. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, it's cool. Chance, Chance definitely had a better album than I mean, me. it's cool if you just want to chill out with some of your more <clears throat> Caucasian friends. Don't worry, guys. Don't look on Johnny's face. He's just like, guys, I say that with a loving character and soul. I do love all of you guys. Flume One Dance Electronic Album. Flume was really good. And that Skin Album, if you haven't listened to it and you like Dance Electronic, listen to it. Anyway, sorry for that interjection. In case listeners aren't aware, my brother and I are uh, lighter skin than some of the other gentlemen at the table here. So <laughs> We're white. So, yeah. Just yeah. so there's no uh, uh, confusion there. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chance. Little Channel from 79. 100% deserved that album. So Purpose did win album of the year. Garbage. Oh, it did? Beyonce had the best album of all she time. I, no, not of all time, but she had the best album this year. Yes. Lemonade is an amazing piece of it was art. Lemonade, but five, then maybe purpose or whatever. But uh, I give look, Justin it, it's it, a great it, album. It's a great. It was, it's it was a, a great rebound. It's a great rebound album from all the nonsense he was putting out before, and I think that's you why mean he gets it before believe or after. Because I mean, like okay, so like Justin went through that weird phase where he was doing a bunch of peeing in a bucket and dissing my man Bill Clinton. Come on, Justin, you're better than that. So although his journals I, album is underrated, here's my thing. I think again, I think this Grammy nomination is more about the person and less about the no, body of work. Kendrick didn't win last year. It's more. It's more about the person. It's more about the person's story. But like Kendrick had the best album. Easy. Two thousand. Easy. Taylor Swift's album doesn't compare. <laughs> so. Like, well, I. Anyway, back to the nor- nerd comment. This is why I call yeah. it a show about nothing, so we can go uh, off on guidance about rest. Uh, I have something. Trouble. What? Oh, talking about I Matrix, t- there was Scratch a new. That. Let's back up for a second. I am very, very sorry. Um, it, the way they have it listed here, it's not, no. It um, looked like it, I so when purpose, I clicked on it, it looked so like it won. It's nominated. It's a list of nominees. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a list of nominees, but it almost looked like it was winner. But uh, so we just had a Steve Harvey moment. Yes, we had a very <laughs> Steve Harvey moment. I, say, I will not argue with that. Listen, if Lemonade doesn't win, 
Lemonade or 25. To me, those are like the 20. Yeah, I feel like it's Lemonade or 25. If, I, I would say Lemonade. Was 25 too. really that nice, though? 25 was 25 not as nice. 25 was nice. nice. Listen, it I wasn't would, as good as 21. Here's my thing. But it was good. It goes Lemonade, Purpose, 25. Uh, if, the if other thinking. two albums Bums, are a, sa- a Sailor's Guide to Earth. Oh, who? It's, it's some guy that nobody knows. He's shut up. You on the, and Fuse. Shut up. Fuse. Exactly. <laughs> funny thing, I'm right. Fuse the yeah. funny thing is people are this other album, no, A Sailor's like Guide it. to Earth. Apparently it's so different from what the artist normally does and that's how Grammys tend horse. to do stuff. Yeah. That is a high chance to no, win. It's that a decently high chance. It's a dark horse. It has to be Lemonade. The, it has to. It's a typical. Horse. It's a typical it's a dark, dark horse. horse not to it's, mention, it's different than what the artist normally does. I mean, but if we're so, if we're measuring social impact, Lemonade dropped and the whole world stopped. But they don't do social impact. They CNN social. was talking if about Beyonce. If they did social impact, Fox News, Macklemore wouldn't have won you're in right. 2013. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's more about the story. <laughs> Adele would probably win. But then again, also maybe the how long the album's been out too, especially again, because they had what's his name when uh, D'Angelo went like last year or something, and that was also really happy. I mean, but then again, like but that's also a story. Ah, uh, yeah, and then oh, years. Women's March thing, Beyonce. It's just too easy. It was story to write. I mean, hot sauce bag, the bats hot sauce bag, no, no, the whole GZ. I, I, I also think lemonade should win. Listen, anyway, but back to back to but the comic so, books. Talking about the Matrix during the Super Bowl, we had another trailer for Ghost in the Shell, which was phenomenal. I have mixed feelings of Ghost in the Shell. Really? Yes. About the anime or the TV, the oh, movie? Of course, about this new movie. I love the old movie. I actually <laughs> even read the original manga. If anyone didn't know, it actually started with the manga mm-hmm. of actually under a. Pseudo name, so yeah. actually nobody knew who was writing it at first until he came out and said, "Hey, I'm the guy who wrote it." But uh, to me, I'm like, do we really need a live action Ghost in the Shell movie? Do we really need one? No. Is a good. Uh, we have the <laughs> fact that we're getting one. Yes. The second fact <laughs> is that like he's actually visiting Hollywood like six yeah. or seven times. So and like following, like he's not. Yeah. He's, he's he's straight up said, "I have nothing to do with this movie." Yeah. But I'm glad that they're including me in the decision-making process. Like, they're going to do whatever they want. And if he says yes, cool. If he says no, they don't really care. But they, like, I, I applaud Hollywood. Uh, I know a lot of, they got a lot of backlash for, like, whitewashing. But I applaud the directors for bringing in the creator and saying, hey, this is your piece of work. We want to honor that. Uh. So... Will you come along? It's kind of akin to the directors of the guy, the guys who wrote um, Shadow of Mordor, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Mm. What they went is they went to the keepers of the estate of the Tolkien estate and said, "Hey, we're working on a game, and we want to write it in the Lord of the Rings thing. We know there's been a lot of bad Lord of the Rings games, so we want to have a place where we can have our own say." But, like, they were like, all right, well, you bought the rights, so do what you want. But they kept bringing in directors from the movies, um, people who um, either forwarded the book or had some sort of association with the books originally and the quote-unquote gatekeepers of the Tolkien estate. So Shadow of Mordor, again, another sleeper that came out literally tens across the board, 
amazing story writing, a really great payoff at the end. Um, so, which gives me hope for a close and shelter. We need one? No. Am I glad that we're getting one? Yes. If you didn't know, The Matrix, when they first went around to the producers and everybody, the creators of The Matrix showed Ghost in the Shell and were like, we want to make this real. So, in very many ways, The Matrix is a Ghost in the Shell. Show. Except. Without the android. Yes. Yeah, and then well, a lot of people don't know that including... So there's two Ghost in the Shell movies. One is the original, one is like... There's actually anime. like three or four. There's three or four. <laughs> but and then there's remake. also a remake. Yes. And then there's... there's and actually, if you want to go watch Ghost in the Shell, watch the original one. Yeah, and then there's the anime. If you Yes, there's the, well, if, like the three animes. That they yeah, if you, want, if you want to... There's the standalone complex. Then there's the games that are on PS2. So, it's a very fleshed out universe, but you have to go looking for it. Yes. You know what? A lot of this on Netflix, actually. This is kind of like a little soft turn into a hard, right? You said Matrix, and it reminded me, uh, maybe you guys know this, but a lot of us here have seen The Office, Mm -hmm. and one of the greatest shows that's ever happened. And actually, one of the scenes was actually cut from the final episode was probably going to be the greatest prank Jim has ever pulled on Dwight and convinced him he is in the Matrix. <laughs> it was going to be the cold open. And he <laughs> and they actually have videos on YouTube where they're doing uh, read-throughs and has like the whole setup of how it happened. Ultimately, Dwight at this point has everything he's wanted. He's like the manager of the Scranton branch. He's about to marry um, Angela or whatever. And he's just like, I choose to swallow the blue pill or whatever it is, the one that stays in his uh, dream. In his dream. In the dream. In but the dream still, world. that would have been the greatest <laughs> prank to happen. All, it would have gone a bit awry because they were expecting him to take the red pill because he's all about fighting the resistance. And Keanu Reeves' <laughs> brother, who, who they called, I forget what they ended up calling him. But yeah, that would have been cool. All that to say, I would really love it if someone could bring back and turn into... A comic strip for The Office. I'm thinking like Calvin and Hobbes art style. That would be great. That's actually a very good place to end the podcast on. That is actually the perfect ending. So we appreciate you, Mateo. Podcasting's finest right here. The the second podfather. You can never be the first podfather, but we'll give you secondary podfather. Oh, that's cool. Ryan Seacrest is better anyways. Oh, look. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's James Corden. Uh, I don't, wasn't Seacrest there? Seacrest was there, but he's there. James James Corden. Hold on, just to see. So I was scrolling through Twitter earlier, and you know sometimes you can look at hashtags and see like what people are doing about like either most popular tweets or latest tweets. So first of all, if you ever want a good laugh, go through the latest tweets because those are the ones that don't really get recognized, but you can still follow anyways. Yeah. Someone called James James Corden James Gordon. Oh Oh my. And I was just like, really? <laughs> Do we not know who people are anymore? And then apparently people are uh, very uh, divisive about Beyonce's performance. Apparently people are saying the only way it could be more powerful is if she actually gave birth on stage. Oh! <laughs> this is a podcast about nothing. Um, literally nothing to do with us but you know we appreciate you and one of the things well we've been getting a lot of local support we've been getting a lot of international support we don't understand why people keep tuning in and listen up but we thank you so much and we wanted to turn around and show some support back to the local community Um, as you know we are partnered with a local clothing brand called Jouet Um, we are still having that partnership 
um, for working on things. Another local artist we want to, I personally want to promote. His name is Kendu. He runs a page called High Freak. H I I F R E Q. Um, I'll post uh, something in the link in the comment section below. Um, his name is Kendu. He does amazing game gaming videos. Like he has an amazing montage. Everything from Halo. Like this guy is high quality Halo player. Like high quality Halo player. Really good at Destiny. Wait, when you say high H I G H or H I I? H I I. Well, you said he's a high quality. Did you not get narrowed? I, 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 I did that on purpose. Um, really, 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 really just amazing artist. Does some great graphical work. Speaking of which, he's done some animated, like, mechanical gifts. Essentially, it's a ghost in the... It's, it's basically ghost in the shell. It's uh, the video. It's on Instagram. It's a still image. But the image starts up, and you hear a sound of a machine starting up. And then the eyes flicker. And then it's, it's Instagram. It's a still image, but it still functions. Ah, oh, it's so good. So I just want to give a shout out to Kendu. We're going to post some of his links in the comment section below. Check out his stuff. We're going to continue to promote local artists. And if you guys have been listening for a while, we had an OG on the podcast a while ago. It goes by the name of Chris. He will be on next week. We're still working out the details. Um, he said uh, he's got a big announcement once you guys are listening. Um, I think I've, I've heard a little bit about this. It's going to be intriguing. Um, and just be on the lookout because he'll try to list some help for this project he has in mind. But you guys will find out soon enough. Cool. Uh, I, just, I also just uh, want to go ahead and give a shout out to Chance the Rapper. Not that he listens to this, but he has the best rap album of 2016 and it has a Grammy to prove it. Well, technically it's not an album. Facts. The Grammy <laughs> hates an album, so it's an album. <laughs> well, he did put it on iTunes. And it is produced by Kanye West, so I can't really be mad. So, so Kanye West still, still gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't people that, like, the majority yes, they help with projects still get a Grammy yes, anyway? The producers, yeah. the producers get a Grammy. Executive producers get a Grammy. Well, here's my thing. So Kanye still got a Grammy. Which makes it 25 now? No, one. if he gets one for this one and he gets one for... I don't think he's gonna get one for lemonade. No, it's it, his his contribution is there, but it's it's in the lower it's in the lower fourth. And ever since he started lashing out, they might have dropped that lower fourth. Um, but yeah, shout out to shout out to shout out to Kendu, shout out to Chris. Appreciate you joining us next week. Shout out to Chano from 79th. You did an amazing artwork. You did an amazing musical piece that really just um, encapsulated the struggle of inner city Chicago, but. Um, brought it into a light. What's so, that? kind of a quick thing. So, over the weekend, I was in Chicago, as I might have mentioned earlier. Did you go to 79th? I did not go to 79th. You failed. I was... Manny went to 79th when he went there. Look, I was... Manny also went to Lil Hurst Block. Well, so... <laughs> again, you know why. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's Thomas. Well, anyways, I did not because... Well, first of all, driving anywhere in Chicago and finding <laughs> parking is ridiculous. <laughs> so, once, literally, once we pulled in on Friday, we parked, we did not drive anywhere else until we were leaving. We walked. Okay? We walked. I'm not I going t- to 79. I train. <laughs> Anyways, so, there's literally no better feeling than walking down uh, Chicago streets. I was on Monroe Street um, next to Millennium Park. Walking down the street, I was taking pictures, headphones in, then listening to Coloring Book. Walking the streets of Chicago and listening to Chance the Rapper. Literally no comparable feeling. Wow. With that being said, this is well-deserved. 
Unless you unless you're on seventy nine. Unless you're on seventy nine, listening to him, right? or <laughs> you go down to the fifties and you listen. To well, Kirk. for those people that don't actually live in Chicago and you're in Chicago, listen to Chance the Rapper <laughs> or Kanye West. Oh, fun fact! I was in this breakout session and we're trying to figure out like welcome music to come in. And so, obviously, I was like, well, let's put on some Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> so then she was just like, no, we can't do that. She's like, it has to be appropriate. It's like, all right, Kanye West. How is that appropriate, Chicago? He's <laughs> 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 from Chicago. Uh, he kind of runs the city. Ah, Guys, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, like we said, this is the podcast. Um, about nothing. We were going to have these conversations anyway. We decided to turn on the mic and put it out to the world, and you guys responded. Why you listen? We don't know, but we generally appreciate it. My name is Mookie. You mean genuinely? Genuinely appreciate it. Generally and genuinely. We generally, genuinely appreciate y'all listening. My name is Mookie, and this has been an extremely pleasurable experience. My co-hosts are Rafiki, Mateo, the Reverend Phil, John and Brian, we appreciate you guys coming. We will get a nickname for at some point. (laughs) Eventually. We'll call him what? The accountant. (laughs) John Wick the accountant. The white accountant. No. Well, Well, it's a play. It's a play. I see it. I see what you're doing. We'll come up with it now. (laughs) When you said that's racist, I thought uh, community immediately. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Childish Gambino. Follow us on social medias, guys. Uh, E-Man Podcast 1 Even More About Nothing Facebook page um, Follow and us on Twitch We've been doing a lot of fun stuff on Twitch If you're into the gaming community Follow us on Twitch Even More About Nothing And, and look out for Snapchat uh, E-Man P1 And look out for us For our new segments of uh, Dual Stream Sundays DSS is the hashtag guys Alright We are signing out And we will see you guys next week